his computer. Good morning to everyone. And uh, thank you for uh, watching and joining this new webinar of our series, New Cop on the Block. Uh, this series, it's a series where we introduce to you, the audience, the new actual cooperatives that we help set up in Northern Ireland. So here is a brief agenda for you. We have an introduction about who we are, and uh, the, then we will uh, pass uh, the, the, the speaking to our two guest speakers, Grace Boyle and Ryan Harling from the Belfast Eden Housing Club. Of course, uh, there will be also a bit of discussion. So we wanted to share learning through this uh, webinar and we close at one o'clock. But uh, let us uh, tell you who we are. My name is Tiziana O'Hara and I work for an organization called the Cooperative Alternatives. We are delivering the program for setting up cooperatives on behalf of the Belfast City Council. And part of our limit is to do web webinars and events on cooperatives. Cooperatives are quite new in Northern Ireland and not because of the tradition of cooperation. Actually, that is quite old. But because the cooperatives are kind of re-emerging as an alternative to companies in the social economy world. So this month, we are going to introduce you two new cooperatives. I'm very proud of telling you that. And that will be the Belfast Student Housing Co-op today and the Northern Construction Co-op on the 18th of October. Please keep an eye on our November and December calendar. We will have a seminar on workers' co-op with Dr. Ellie Perrin. From, probably that will be a face-to-face -face event in Queen's University. Dr. Ellie Perrin did her PhD on workers' cooperatives in Northern Ireland. So we will want really you to join us for that seminar. We will also have a webinar on cooperative development in Northern Ireland. And this was done by our intern from the University College of Cork, and it most likely will be in December. So keep an eye on our emails. But the, what kind of support is the Belfast City Council support program is very much designed around the support in social enterprises and the cooperatives. Thank you, Belfast City Council, for adding us the word cooperative to the social enterprise because we are a bit different. We are members of democratically controlled enterprises. Through this program, you can access mentoring, coaching, advice, and how to maybe to generate ideas if you don't have the idea yet, support choosing the right governance structure, et cetera, et cetera. For the cooperatives in particular, through this program, you can get seed funding for cooperative registration. Unfortunately, cooperatives are not playing on the level playing field. We still have a quite hefty registration fee to pay. So we have seed funding to cover your cost if you want to become a cooperative. There is also a social economy incentive fund. Uh, the deadline is the 20th of October. Please do look at the details and the social economy incentive fund. Those are, again, um, small grants that can help you set up. So we are a cooperative development body. You will uh, access quite a lot of resources through our website look at the uh, resources uh, as uh, the, uh, the new 
developed uh, frequently asked questions on anything cooperative. You can uh, look at past recorded web webinars and also at the newly developed uh, local case studies. Everything is on our website, so please do, do browse around and look also at the page from the free support. There are different programs that we are delivering. So here we are, get in touch, but here we are. Here is our two very graciously uh, uh, that accepted our invitation to explain to you what is the Belfast Students Housing Cooperative and how and where are during their journey. So I stop sharing and I let Grace and Ryan introduce the Belfast Co-op to you. Hello, everybody. Um, thank you so much, Tiziana, for the wonderful introduction, and thank you very much for having us. Um, it's great to be here, and it's great to share what we've been doing as the Belfast Student Housing Co-op. So, as you said, uh, my name is Ryan, and um, I'll just introduce myself first before passing over to um, my friend and colleague, Grace. Um, so, I am the secretary of the Belfast Student Housing Co-op. And I was previously the Vice President of Ulster University Students' Union for the McGee campus, um, which is how I got involved initially, but I'll talk more about that after Grace is given the opportunity to say hi. Thanks, Ryan, and thanks to Ziana as well. Um, so hello, everyone. My name is Grace. I am the Ulster University Students' Union President for this year, and I've worked alongside Ryan over the last two years in his capacity as VP McGee. I'm delighted to be working with um, him alongside Shinkwek Co-op Homes um, as a director in my personal capacity um, with the project. So um, I'll pass it then back to Ryan just to introduce our presentation, what we're here to talk about and how you can get involved. Cheers, Grace. So um, today we'll just be given an introduction on how we came to realize that a student housing co-op was a necessary alternative to the broken student housing system that we have currently, where we are at the minute, and how you can get involved, um, because it would be great to have you. Um, but first, as I mentioned, um, I was the vice president of the McGee campus uh, between 2020 and um, June 2022. And through that, I came to realize through being inundated with um, student complaints around their accommodation, both in private and sometimes also university owned accommodation that um, it, it just wasn't working for them, you know, for um, whatever reason, be it um, damp housing, um, inflexible contracts, it just wasn't working. And then um, in my role as a VP McGee, I was lobbying uh, universities and the government through um, city councils. And unfortunately, we just weren't able to make that traction. And it, I just stumbled upon this article um, in which a um, tenant and member, one of the founders, I believe, of Birmingham Student Housing Co-op kind of explained what this was all about. And I was like, does, is it, does this exist? Um, and then I looked more into it and that was in May 21. And um, we'll talk more about what happened between then and now in a moment. Um, but that was a whistle stop tour of the origins. So I'll hand over to Grace uh, now as well. Thanks, Ryan. Um, so apologies, folks, I am recovering from a cold. So 
uh, bear with me. Um, we believe that uh, creating a student co-op in Belfast um, couldn't actually come at a better time. Um, we have a very clear vision and mission of how to make that happen. Uh, we want to create fair and accessible and affordable housing um, for students uh, for students across from Belfast. So um, let's get into it and let's, um, let's see how we're going to make that happen. Um, so we talked about who me and myself, uh, me, myself and Ryan are, um, but we're part of a much wider group. Our board is a collection of student officers and ex-student officers across NUSUSI, which is the National Students Union in Northern Ireland. Um, Ulster University and, of course, Queen's Students Union are involved in that. We also have an advisory committee and um, it's made up of Scott um, from Student Co-op Homes and as well Tiziana, who is here today, for, um, who is on our advisory um, board from Co-op Alternatives. As well as that, we also have our advice bureau manager from USU, Tony. Um, here to support us as well. So this group meets regularly to evaluate uh, where we've gotten to and what our next steps are. Uh, we came together as a group of people who are deeply concerned about the current state of student accommodation. And we saw this way um, to offer uh, what a really exciting alternative um, accommodation could mean for students. A housing co-op that offers fair and accessible and affordable housing for students is um, currently next to impossible to find. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the uh, housing co-ops that myself and my a colleague uh, who isn't here today, Robert, and um, who's also part of the project, um, we had an opportunity to visit some student housing cooperatives and the symposium in Switzerland, um, which was really, really exciting for us. So we were we got to um, we got an opportunity to see the diversity of what student housing cooperatives can look like um, from various things like having allotments, um, cycle hubs, as well as cafe bars, and just the diversity of creativity of what it means to have a cooperative across, um, across Switzerland. So we were able to see housing cooperatives in Zurich as well as Geneva. And we also attended uh, an, a symposium alongside um, European cooperatives and students that were also starting um, in the same stages as us, like um, Cork and Bel or Cork. Um, housing Cooperative were there and we got to collaborate and make networks and to start that journey on the groundwork and in supporting each other through the student housing cooperative journey. As you can see from the photos, like that's some of the, the pictures that we took um, of the event and we got some real um, real work on the ground going in terms of the opportunities that we have in linking up with the European cooperatives as well as um, the American cooperatives as well. So it was a really great opportunity for two days to, to visit those different um, creative um, outcomes of what could be a student housing cooperative. So Just I'll pass back to Ryan. Yes. Um, so I, it's great to see that like this was just this weekend. The amount of support that we're getting from our networks is phenomenal. Um, and just to see at a wide scale the possibilities that are out there um, that we hope to bring home. Um, and the reason that we hope to bring it home is because of the reasons on the screen. So um, Belfast Student House, Belfast Accommodation Market for Students is um, kind of broken through complete lack of supply and then a huge demand, as you might have seen last September um, with Queen's University Belfast being unable to provide accommodation to anybody within a 40 miles radius. And that kind of means that students are being treated as cash cows, being milked dry, for want of a better phrase, um, with um, both increased um, increased prices as well as um, 
being poor consumers of accommodation because there is no alternative for now. Um, but it's also combined with the fact that the student finance system doesn't allow for any um, real improvements. Um, so the accommodation options really aren't good enough. Um, they're either completely unaffordable, overpriced, um, or uh, students face horrendous living conditions in the private rented sector. And many students, in fact, face both of these problems combined. The lowest private student accommodation available in Belfast last year was about 119 per week, amounting to 4,522 for just a 38-week lease. Um, and in comparison, the student, the maximum student maintenance loan available to students was is uh, 4,840, meaning that 93% of non-means-tested student finance goes straight into rental costs. And that is for undergraduates, mind. Um, for students at postgraduate level, they won't have any um, maintenance loan to speak of either. Um, so a student from a low income background receiving a full loan and maintenance grant can receive a grant of up to 3,475, giving them a total income of 8,315. Um, so that's just over half of their income spent on rent. And to put this in perspective, on average in the UK, 27% of income is spent on rent, which could be argued is more than enough as it is, but to have to double that at the least as a student it shouldn't be the norm so we kind of have to question does it have to be this way um in the words of um scott uh when he was starting up as well so i'm gonna hand over back to my trusted grace thanks ryan so um why is this important uh so we there's been a lot of research that's been carried out over the past couple of years and shows that 79 percent of students in northern ireland were concerned about their ability to manage financially um, this is a huge figure, and we know this in the student movement um, all too well. We run a cost living um, campaign. We're, we're well in tune with the, the struggles that students have currently um, at the moment. 20% um, of these students say that they're unable to pay for their rent in full over the previous four months, and three quarters were concerned about their ability to pay rent for the rest of the year. Um, those financial barriers are something that, as a, as alone as a student union, we don't want to see, but across the sector, we don't want students to be feeling, um, uh, feeling that they, they can't afford to pay their rent. Um, so in addition to the, these figures, the UK-wide research carried out um, by the National Students' Union in the UK um, back in 2019 found that 37% of student renters said that their conditions um, in rented accommodation left them feeling miserable, um, which is shocking. Um, and as well as that, 36% said that left them feeling anxious and depressed. And these are all barriers um, to education, and we don't want to see those barriers to education. Op education should be an opportunity for students, um, and we shouldn't see these figures um, come to light. But unfortunately, that's the reality that we're in. And as well as that, on top of uh, those mental health figures, uh, in terms of health conditions associated with the poor living um, quality of homes, 17% uh, of renters reported that and their condition of the property had exasperated an existing health condition and also 12% reported that it had brought on a new health problem. Um, so that those are really shocking figures. I'm just going to pass it back to Ryan. Cheers, Grace. And it's important to emphasize that um, mental health, um, you know, happiness and physical health, as well as education are all interlinked. So how can we expect students um, to be able to succeed and learn and help provide a future for the North and um, elsewhere in the world um, when they're struggling so much. So it really needs to be, it is very important uh, to ensure that accommodation is fit for purpose. 
um, for students as well as for our economy. Um, but we know that this is a lot of statistics and it's important to remember that behind every person there is it behind every statistic there is a person and there is a story and um, as a elected representative throughout the past couple of years um, we, we heard far far too many of them um, suffering at the poor hand at the hands of this incredibly poor housing system so before going on to how we can do it, we're now in September 2022. And just as a recap, we're going through a cost of living crisis. Um, a storm has collapsed and um, there doesn't seem to be much hope in the powers that be at the minute, um, which is why taking grassroots action and having to step up to a lack of support is necessary at this stage, which is in a way frustrating, but it's incredibly exciting and liberating to take matters into our own hands. Um, so yeah, we really need an alternative and now is the time to start that change. Um, so that's where our student housing co-op model comes in. To really change the housing system, we need lots of different things. This co-op is just one part of that, but we believe that it is an incredibly important part that will drive change for students in the long term. So our vision is affordable housing and stronger tenants' rights for all students coming to store study in Northern Ireland. Our mission to create one student housing cooperative in Belfast that is affordable for the co-op present and future members. And that is our short and medium term goal, but hopefully this will snowball into future um, as seen in Switzerland, as Grace pointed out. Um, so the cooperative would be a future mutual co-op with only students living on the premises as members. So that means that the people most affected by decisions are the ones making them, which is, as hopefully you'll agree, um, a great principle to start off with. We're really passionate about our vision and mission and we're determined to make this work for students. And now I'm gonna let Grace share why this is nothing new and there's plenty of precedent for it. Thanks, Ryan. And of course, we're not the first ones to do this. And uh, my eyes were really open to how many student housing cooperatives there were, um, not only across Europe, but North America. And um, there are a number of different student housing cooperatives uh, across the UK that have been set up and you can see some from the list as well. Um, there have been really some ex successful examples that we take a lot of great inspiration from and guidance. Um, we know from working with Tiziana and Scott that we've, we've got a plethora of knowledge to work off and, and great support there. Um, we'll give you a quick minute to have a wee read through of some of the ones that have been set up there and we're happy to share as well um, links and examples um, offline too for anyone who needs it. Um, the current ones that have been set up across the UK include Birmingham, um, Edinburgh and Sea Salt that you can see on the screen. But you'll have a wee quick minute to look at that. And hopefully that gives you um, an idea of the specific ones that have been set up. And um, we were very fortunate to work with the ones who had, um, who had set up uh, the Edinburgh and Birmingham um, cooperative in uh, Switzerland as well, which was a great opportunity to see what they had been doing. Um, and we're really looking forward to working together um, to create one here in Belfast. Cheers, Grace. And it's a, um, a wee shout out to Scott Jennings, who we work with and is on Student Co-op Homes, who is also the founder of uh, Sheffield Student Housing Co-op. So there's plenty out there ranging from a startup of 106 bedrooms to a nine bedroom property. And that was um, 106 starting off with. So um, we're going to move on to the next slide. And feel free to pause on that slide um, just to kind of see how this pairs out in terms of rent, which is only one part of how a student housing co-op is different from 
any other type of housing, um, given the strong stronger tenants' rights, as well as you know authority to do um, more with the property rather than just really superficial changes to the outside, as well as kind of that um, empowerment of community action. Um, so, with um, tenants taking over management for a large part of the property there isn't really a need for a landlord and as these properties will show this allows for cheaper rent um, for the tenants living in the cooperative because it's not also influenced by market rates and that high profit margin um, so it kind of edinburgh is um, as you'll see kind of an economies of scale but also it shows that compared to the other two as one of the most expensive cities, how much of a difference that it can make um, for rental costs. Um, so it's 360, 336 per month um, in the student housing co-op. And on average, the student accommodation rent is 900 pound per month in the city. And in Sheffield and Birmingham, they're slightly two cheaper cities on average for students, but there is still a price difference combined with the other benefits which I mentioned of cooperative housing. So all in all, it does look very promising. Um, and as well as that, they're changing the students' lives and op opening the door to living and living a good life at university to more people. So it's been inspiring to learn more about these co-ops and the really amazing work that they do. So I'm just gonna um, talk more about Edinburgh as in my opinion and it's just my opinion, the gold standard of uh, student housing co-ops in the UK. Um, and if you're interested in where these um, averages and figures come from, then feel free to send an email um, in the email listed at the end of this presentation. Um, and I'd be happy to provide it. Yep, um, so this is just a quick slide of the um, Edinburgh Student Housing Corp to kind of give more of an insight, a quick one into um, a cooperative in the UK after Grace shared one of Switzerland. So as you'll see, the, there's a picture of um, their recently established events area, which until about three years ago was an unused car park. And the, um, as I found out through attending an online webinar during COVID, uh, while being inspired for setting this up, they did this using completely essentially recycled materials. You see that the floorboards are actually um, made out of old gymnasium floors. The, um, the insulation is all made to be sustainable, making things cheaper as well as more environmentally friendly, um, especially when we're going into a cost of living crisis, it's great. And all these changes were made um, in collaboration with a trained ar architect, you'll be pleased to know, but also all the decisions were made by the tenants. Um, so it is really student led and it's not dictated by a higher power who doesn't really understand or care about um, the living conditions of those um, in the property. Um, and they are governed by an AGM with all students um, contributing to the decisions. And yes, um, it's really inspiring to see this being set up but we'll chat about where we're at now and I'll hand over to Grace for that. Thanks Ryan and I really I really love the um, the makeshift uh, allotments with the bathtubs and the yeah. sustainability <laughs> of, of the co-ops in Edinburgh and that's certainly something we've seen as well in our experience so yes just to chat about uh, where we are and what we've achieved so far 
Um, we still have a long way to go, but we are moving forward and we're really proud of where we've gotten to uh, in a short period of time. Um, so, so far we've made the connections with the Student Housing Network, um, which has been really vital and important for us um, in getting those knowledge and experience. And um, we've carried out as well our initial legal and financial feasibility study. So that's all good and on the way. Um, we've also passed policy both with USU last year as well as NUSUSI um, that mandates officers to work um, on this to ensure that we're growing and to making the student co-op a, a priority. And that's certainly something that we're really proud of um, to be able to do. Um, we've also become mem members of the student co-op homes as well as the Cooperative UK um, and Cooperative Alternatives. So we're really well networked across those three strands. And most importantly as well, we're officially registered as a legal entity. So that's that's finally ticked off and we're all excited to have that as well. So in the past weeks, uh, we have launched ourselves on social media. So feel free to follow us. The links will be at the end of the presentation as well. We've been recruiting students to get involved through freshers fairs um, in UU and um, Ulster University. And we've had some media requests to talk about the cooperatives too. So there is ways of getting involved in the game that'll be all linked at the end of this presentation. Cheers, Grace. And um, another, there's another um, achievement, which I'm sure you'll agree is getting to go to Switzerland um, and getting support to do that from yeah. uh, Cooperatives Ireland, as well as uh, Student Co-op Homes. I'm slightly raging, as you might be able to tell, that wasn't able to join you, um, but yeah. hopefully there'll be other travel opportunities coming up if you'd like to get involved, which uh, brings us onto the next slide. So um, as we move into our next steps, there are a few ways to get involved, and this will only grow, grow over time. Uh, we're currently on the lookout for students um, who can dedicate any of their time and passions, be it with um, architecture, um, business management. Um, I'm a music graduate myself, anybody with a creative flair, anybody at all, um, for creating a housing alternative in Belfast and working with us. If this is you or someone you know, don't hesitate to get in touch with us. Um, we really do rely on volunteers giving up their time to explore funder availability, availability, keep our social media accounts running, and speaking truth to power to spread our message further. And we really appreciate all the support we can get. So please do get in touch with the email on the next slide. So I'll pass over to Grace to wrap up. Thanks, Ryan. And so seeing some of those examples of ways to get involved, like it's not just um, you know what was listed in previous slide. Like there's loads of different opportunities to get involved. And um, some of the examples we had seen was get involved in the architecture side and um, volunteering on the more manual, actually building the cooperatives, legal side, like there's loads of different opportunities to, to make your mark in, in um, student housing cooperatives. Um, but anyway, folks, that's it. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us and hear about our plans and where we've gotten to so far. We're really, really excited about this. Um, if you want to get in touch, you can see our email um, below as well as um, our hashtag. Belfast um, SH Co-op um, on social media if you want to get in touch and follow us. Um, in the meantime, if anyone has any questions, we're happy to help. As you can see, um, our emails listed below, so we're happy to help with anything that you may have questions-wise. I'm really excited to um, see all those who are going to get involved. So thank Cheers, you very Grace. much. And thanks again to Cooperative Alternatives for having us. We look forward to working with you to create fair, accessible and affordable housing. Before Cheers. we go, before we go, we, we could maybe have a, maybe a chat around um, what is the cooperative in itself and maybe a bit more uh, about the priorities uh, that you have now. So 
first of all, I would like to ask, uh, what was challenging in general to set up this cooperative? What were the challenges that you have found in the process or uh, in your journey so far, so far? This can be a very good learning experience, guys, and not only for your cooperative, but cooperative in general. So thank you. Yeah, um, I'm happy to start off. Um, I think, you know, I felt pressure to know everything on the legal side and kind of as a music graduate, as I say, as and a student um, representative, that wasn't really my background nor my strong suit. And to start off with understanding the governance models and the legals and the financial um, obligations was quite overwhelming. Um, but, you know, there's a fantastic support network available, um, Tiziana, um, I hope you don't mind me saying that you've been invaluable in kind of helping to digest that as well as with um, Scott and student co-op homes as well as, as well as Tony. Um, so I think broadly in any situation, you know, don't feel pressure to understand everything from the get-go because there's, uh, you know, the co-op movement was based on solidarity. Um, so reach out to those networks and um, hopefully you can also get the support that you need. Um, but yeah, that was the kind of um, biggest thing, biggest challenge so far. Thank you. Thank you. Grace, do you have anything else to add? It, it's probably largely the same, Tiziana. I think um, where I'm coming from, I, I like this has been Ryan's, um, Ryan's move on this. And so it was, a, I think, what really helped me to understand what a student housing cooperative could look like was to see those examples in Zurich and to really, really helped and to, to get networked with um, all, the, all the ones who have who are miles ahead of us, who have just started, who, you know, we're all part of the same community and same network and those, those links have been really, really important. Um, and it's also, it sparked, I'm creative as well, so it sparked my creativity to be like, oh yeah, like what can we do? And um, yeah, it was just to get those visual pictures was really important for me and um, to feel a little bit less overwhelmed. And as, as Ryan said, the support has been absolutely incredible and without you guys, and it's been, it, it, it would never it would never come to this this stage and we're really really um appreciative of it as well i think that is very true that you have a very solid networks around you and very specialist networks so like uh, student homes uh, you know really really a, a good specialized network and cooperatives okay ourselves we are more generic but we are here we are local to you and we can actually carry on our support what do you think are the priorities for the co-op now. Yes, you wanted to, you know, gather more and more support from the students in Northern Ireland, but what do you think are maybe one or two priorities for the months to come? Yeah, um, I'm happy to start off again. Um, so for what I would say is the priority is engaging with students, you know, uh, this goes out to all students engage with us because we want to um we want to chat to you want we want to work with you um you know hopefully we'll have a we'll have some property available in the coming year or two and it's really important to build up that connection with students on the ground um a to help share why co-op is so important and how it can help and also to kind of make sure that there are students ready to move in uh, when we have that um, cooperative and not only ready to move in in a physical sense, but also ready to move in and understand what a co-op does and how they can build the movement more widely. So I think that's the priority for the time being. On a less inspiring level, it's also to get a bank account set up so that we can get um, <laughs> eligibility for funding. So yeah, there's uh, two sides to that answer. 
definitely took my answer. I was just going to say, like, find your kind of money. So that, that was what I was going to say. Yeah, we're Largely, in the yeah. process. <laughs> and I know that you have done quite a lot of uh, also working, searching for assets. So one or the other asks that we can make a very public. It's about, you know, do you have a house? Do you have a property? We can actually make it work. The finance will will work with this kind of accommodation. We will be able to uh, create affordable rental for students. And again, it's about finding the, the right property. So no matter where you are, if you are a private owner, if you are a public owner, if you are a charity that has extra or additional building, please get in touch with us because that will really help this project. Yeah. And, and any other kind of help, as you said, from, from well, we will carry on working Certainly, and I wish you all the best, Ryan and Grace, and I thank you for your participation and for sharing the lessons and the learning that you have done. I keep doing that. Uh, our One of our principles is education, really, and sharing that education among more than the people involved in the cooperative outside world as well. Thank you very much. I think that we could close now. and. Um, See you again. Thanks, Tiziana. Thanks for thanks for watching, everybody. Take care. Thank you.